This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Housing affordability, those have become kind of buzzwords almost, right, in the last five years here in Metro Vancouver and all over BC as we've seen prices go up and up and up. Everybody talks about it. Oh, we're talking about affordability. We're talking about housing affordability. What are we actually doing about it? And does anything actually work when it comes to making real estate and housing more affordable? Well, the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade is getting involved in this discussion. They've put forward some recommendations to the big federal parties on the things that those parties can do to address the housing affordability issue as, of course, we do have a federal election coming up this fall. It's one that federal governments have kind of talked about and been flummoxed on, really, uh, in recent years. So what should they do? And how is the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade proposing that they uh, really attack this? Well, to talk more about that, we're joined now by Evie Mastel, who is the Vice Chair of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Thank you very much for being here. You're very welcome, Simi. Uh, What was the process like for coming up with these suggestions and this plan? Well, this report's been in the uh, works for quite a few months and uh, in the process of, uh, first of all, doing an environmental scan of all the initiatives that the federal government already has underway to address this issue. I mean, they they announced the National Housing Strategy and uh, and just more recently the expert panel, which will really do a deep dive into into the issue. So they're certainly um, showing some interest in, in helping the municipalities and the provincial governments out with this issue. Um, so it's been in the works for a while. Um, certainly the Board of Trade um, um, discussed with a number of different stakeholders, private and public sector, um, as to the possible um, ways that the federal government can help the situation. So these are all recommendations that have been sort of uh, tested a little bit and tried out in the in the market. And uh, we're hoping, you know, at least even if some of them could be adopted, I think any anything, everything will help right now. It, there's no silver bullet here. So uh, there's a number of recommendations in the report and um, we, okay. which we think are all viable. Yeah, let's talk about some of those. Which ones do you think they they should really pay attention to? Well, there's basically, um, we've divided them into sort of four buckets, and um, sort of one of them being tax policy. As we know, the federal government has a lot of different uh, tax levers that they can use to incentivize um, developers um, to build uh, the type of housing that's needed for the average income earner in, in our city. Um, so for one example would be giving a GST rebate on capital uh, uh, investments on purpose-built rental. And it's been shown that even just with that one change, just with a GST rebate, could lead to a 3 to 6% savings uh, for the renter in terms of rent. Um, so that's just one measure, uh, one tax possibility. Um, other measures are um, looking even, not even just incentivizing the developers, but even single-family homeowners to you know build a laneway house or build a secondary suite in their home, either through... Um, low interest loans or maybe some sort of tax rebate the way we've seen for electrical vehicles which has been very successful in um, you know getting people to switch to electrical vehicles more so there's even things in the report that's you know as I said it's not just geared to developers but um, um, you know it's private to people as well right. Um, the other one, too, is really looking at uh, the federal government um, puts a lot of money into our transportation infrastructure along with other levels of government. Um, so there's things that the federal government can do to say, okay, let's, um, you know, as an extra incentive, what are the plans around housing around that station? Uh, we see here in the Lower Mainland a number of 
stations where there really isn't very much housing development at all. So really starting to tie housing development to a little bit more in with the transportation investments as well as, as an incentive to move some of these projects forward. Right. How do you balance that, though, with the potential for price increases? Right? When you incentivize things like secondary suites and laneway homes, it's a great idea, but then housing prices also could go up because people think those homes are now worth more as well. Um, I, I that's that could be an, an issue, but um, but the, what this is really uh, this report is really addressing is the big gap that we have in purpose-built rental, affordable affordable rental. Um, we the pop according to our population growth, we need about six thousand uh, new units purpose-built rental per year. In 2018, only about 1,900 units was were built. Um, there's about 5,800 units in in progress right now, which will take still several years to actually come on the market. But there's a huge gap between our population growth and what we're actually providing. Um, so that's what we really need to be looking at here and addressing that because it's, it's leading to workers moving out of the city. Uh, there's not only the economic cost, but there's also the social cost of people not having secure housing. Um, you know, another stat that really kind of blew me away in this report was, you know, since 1991, we've added a million people to the Metro Vancouver region, yet we have lost 6,000 rental units. So we've been going backwards, actually, for the last 30 years. Um, so it's, it's Right. It's, you know, what it's, do we attribute that to, then? Is that The federal government used to seem like it had a much more stronger role in kind of helping with affordability. Do you think they, they downgraded that? They got out of that business? Um, I, I think that's fair to say. I mean, certainly after World War II, that was uh, the whole purpose of CMHC was to provide affordable housing for the returning veterans. Um, so that was the initial purpose of CMHC, and, and their role has certainly changed over the years. Um, so I, I think, yeah, from all levels of government, they've really, you know, really stepped back from uh, developing that, you know, specifically purpose-built rental. Um, so I don't think it's fair to say it was just the federal government. I think all levels of government uh, really got away from it. And, and developers have been saying for years as well that it just doesn't, uh, there isn't the business case for them to build that kind of housing. So that's why we need these incentives from the different layers of government, levels of government to actually, um, you know, fill close that gap so it does make financial sense for the private sector to do as well. Right. So then what are you hoping the, these political parties will do with this report? Well, we hope they will at least discuss it because I, I think affordable housing is going to be a key issue. It certainly hasn't been in previous elections, but um, I, I think sometimes people may think, oh, that's just a local issue, but it's not really. We're seeing this all across Canada, so it is very much a national election issue. And um, so that's, I think, part of the hope that at least we'll start the discussion and um, you know, all the parties will have some kind of solutions or ideas or something to put on the table that can be discussed during the election period. Right. That's the problem is, right? But for the average person, it's great. They th- they say they have a plan, but how do we know they're actually going to take that plan, take it seriously and, and build those units? Yeah, that's that's what elections are about. Yeah, <laughs> it's really so looking at the track record and say, okay, this is what you said you were going to do. What have you done? Do you feel that a federal party's receptive to these kinds of reports? Have you had any indication that they might be? Well, I think so. I mean, when you look at the current government, I mean, certainly they have been taking steps with the National Housing Strategy, um, with the plans to uh, assemble this expert panel. So they're certainly showing interest in uh, design in just the announcement yesterday, actually, in the city of Vancouver of the federal government assisting with the uh, the construction of 1,100 units of rental housing. So there's certainly, this government is certainly showing uh, interest and desire to, um, you know, be more actively involved. So that's very encouraging.
Right. And for the Board of Trade to, to do this, then, Evie, is this an indication that, as you pointed out earlier, uh, this is bad for business? H- housing inaffordability is bad for business. Yeah, it. Yeah, we uh, our member survey shows that um, it's 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 not. Um, yeah, it's, I'm just pulling out my numbers here, but uh, yeah, we had 37 percent of businesses are considering relocating outside of the Metro Vancouver region because they are having difficulty attracting and retaining workers because of the affordable housing issue, and it's in it's it's. What's scary? It's it's not. Those aren't just small businesses, and even higher proportion of businesses with 50 or more employees are looking at relocating. So we've seen that in the city of Vancouver, they've been they've been their number of business licenses has been dropping over the last five years. So we see that exodus exodus already happening. All right, and this is a good time to bring it up. There's an election coming up. Yep, yep. Might as well. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Thank you, Evie. Okay, you're very welcome. That is Evie Mistel, Vice Chair of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Board of Trade getting involved in the housing affordability discussion.